Good morning. My name is Ramazan Arkan. I am the pastor of Antalya Evangelical Church in Turkey. And you know my church because I visited this church many times before. And also you guys visited my church in the past before too. And Steve came with groups many times to Turkey. And also he preached in my church. I remember that he preached one time, one hour, ten minutes. I think this is a good opportunity for me to take revenge. <laughs> and also my message today about revenge too. We'll see how it will go. But I just wanted to say thank you so much for all your support and prayer. Because of your support and prayer, uh, we may be able to do God's work in Antalya, Turkey. Life is in Antalya, Turkey is not so uh, easy, but with your prayer, we feel the presence of God and also support behind us. And thank you so much for that. And also thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with you guys. It's an honor for me to be here. And I wanted to talk about a little bit Turkey and the situation in Turkey. Turkey is a multicultural country. Even though the majority are Sunni Muslim, there are many different minority groups as well. Because the Sunni Muslim have so much power, other religious and ethnic groups are not treated equally. And the result of this is hatred, fighting, revenge, war between the various groups. During the last two years, Turkey has especially been facing difficult times. For example, one of the largest problems is between the Turks and Kurds. Since 1974, nearly 70,000 people have been killed because of racism in Turkey. Both groups have lost people, but the majority of that have been Kurdish. And it seems no one has learned this, bit, this long history because the problem seems to get worse and worse every year. Two years ago, it looked helpful that there was going to be a peace agreement between government and the Kurdish people. But instead, they chose to speak with guns again. And maybe you have heard many times on the media that last two years there was lots of uh, suicide bomber in uh, suicide bombing in Turkey in many different cities, killing and also mistreating of the minority groups. Turkey is a democrat country. The rights of minority groups are not upheld. And I share before with you that uh, many places that mention in the Bible, it's in Turkey now. Christianity spread and grow from the ancient land of Turkey. Now, the population of Turkey is 75 million. But there is between 3 and 4,000 Turkish Christians who live in Turkey now. As a Christian, we are also a minority group in Turkey. We also experience discrimination, threat, and pressures. Lately, it has gone worse. 
This year, we were not giving uh, to do any outreach activities by the government. And the last years, we did many outreach activities. We uh, went to streets and parks, and we gave Bible and uh, handout brochure to people and invite them to church and share the gospel. But this year, we couldn't able to do those things because we were forbidden. And also, uh, since 2007, our church has been protected by police. Every Sunday, two police were coming and protecting us during the service. But because of the new threat from ISIS, last three months, every Sunday, almost like 20 police is coming to our church for Sunday service and protecting us. And they even closed the street front of our church building and they even uh, search everybody who goes, uh, who entered the street and the building uh, in our church. Because there was a lot of uh, bombing and suicide killing and uh, police are suspicious that one of the places that uh, uh, it will be risked to uh, also attack. And that's why we have a lot of police protection. And most of you also know that uh, there is a war in Syria. Because of this war, many people in Syria left their country and went to other countries. And now in Turkey, there is two and a half million refugees who live in Turkey from Syria. And their situation is really bad. In Syria, they, uh, they had a life threat, and that's why they came to Turkey. And now they live in Turkey, but also in Turkey, they don't treat well from the majority group as well. And many Syrians who live in Turkey, they have also difficult times too. And it is not only people from the Middle East that who does discrimination. I have talked many Europeans and Americans and I saw that who am I talking with, they were also, uh, they were also very suspicious of Muslim. And most of the people that I talk with, they view all Muslim as a terrorist. Many Muslims living in the United States and Europe have been mistreated. This makes the problem even bigger because it builds more mistrust and hatred between the Muslims and the Christians. My friend, there is nothing new about suspicions. There is nothing new about hatred of one group for another. There is nothing new about desire for revenge. Even we see that in the Bible too. When we look at the Bible, we see that there is a hatred between Jews and Samaritans. Jews hate Samaritans and Samaritans hate Jews. That extended even to Jesus and his disciples. When we look at chapter 9 of Luke, we see that Jesus was on a mission with his disciples. He was going to uh, visit Samaritan village. 
When he arrived the Samaritan village with his disciples, the Samaritans, they didn't want them to come into their village. And they rejected Jesus and his disciples. After they rejected them, the disciples of Jesus, John and James, are furious. They are steaming. They go to Jesus and say, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Lord, do you want us to command the fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Do you see that? Lord, should we teach them a lesson? Lord, should we show them who is the boss? Lord, should we make them pay for what they did to us? Remember that Jesus' disciples have been with him for a while now. They know that Jesus has amazing power. Because they witness that he has healed hundreds of their sicknesses. He raised the widow's son from the dead. He is forgiving sinners. He calmed the sea. He delivered many people from demons. And he fed 5,000 people with five of loaves of bread and two fishes. But the Samaritans rejected him. Let fire rain down from heaven and consume them. When we look at the text, the text is brilliantly explained, Jesus' response. It says, he turned, Jesus turned and rebuked his disciples. Then they went to another village. You see, that's it. No fire, no judgment, no words of recrimination or rebuke for the Samaritan village. The only rebuke Jesus gave, he reserved for his own disciples for thinking of such a things. Then he simply takes them to the, another village. The disciples look to brandish the power of their religion as a flame of terror. Jesus kept trying to teach them to do is a, a tragic misuse of their power of their religion. Only after the cross did the message sink in. Only the gradually did they come to understand that they were seeking the wrong things. Then they were glad that Jesus has stopped them. The Samaritans and the Jews very different from one another. The Bible tells us that they had very different belief systems. They didn't like each other. In fact, they were enemies. The Jews didn't want to, anything to do with Samaritans. A, a Jew would even walk longer distances so he wouldn't have to walk a past the Samaritan. There was a lot of hatred and many cultural barriers between these two groups we see in the Bible. The disciples, think about that, the disciples of Jesus themselves were Jews too. 
Jesus knew the picture they had in their mind regarding the Samaritans. The disciples would have believed that the Samaritans could not be included in the family of God. As a Jew, they were children of God, and the Samaritans were dirty outsiders. Just look at what James and John asked Jesus. Do you want us to call fire from heaven and to destroy them? Think about this, my friend. If, if Jesus couldn't change their racist mindset, how could he pass on his ministry to them? How could he send them to preach the good news to all the other nations? That's why during his ministry, Jesus focused on the breaking down the walls of hatred between the Jews and Samaritans. He used every opportunity to work towards this goal. Once the Pharisees and disciples came to Jesus and asked Jesus, Who is our neighbor? Who is our neighbor? And Jesus responded with the story of Good Samaritan, isn't it? Obviously, this story paint a very positive picture of the Samaritans. In John 4, there is another example. We see that Jesus had a long conversation with Samaritan woman. He didn't pass to Samaria. He purposely go into Samaria and had a long conversation with Samaritan woman. And the disciples were shocked that Jesus would talk to this woman. Even we see in the verses in the Bible that woman must have been shocked that Jesus would engage in conversation with her. Because when we look at the passage, the Samaritan woman said, Jesus, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For a Jew, do not associate with Samaritan. Long story short, at the end of this conversation, the woman was saved and told the other people in her village about the love of Christ. And through her testimony, and also many people believed in the Lord. After this conversation with this woman, Samaritans invited Jesus and his disciples to her village. We see that during this visit, even more people came to Jesus. Through this conversation with this woman and the village, thoughts and the feelings were changed between these two groups of people. The last example that I have for you comes after the time of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus sent out his disciples to all the nations. In Acts chapter 1, verses 8, we see that Jesus commands his disciples, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria 
and, and the ends of the earth. I believe Jesus especially included the Samaritans, uh, uh, Samaria here because he wanted to change the relationship between the Samaritans and Jews. Because Jesus was the only way to destroy hatred between them. In the book of Acts chapter 8, we see that Jesus reached his goal. First, we see that Philip went to Samaria and he shared the gospel with the Samaritans. And after he shared the gospel with Samaritans, many Samaritans believed Philip and his message and they accepted gospel and they believed in Jesus Christ. After this, John, disciples John and Peter, they went to Samaria and prayed for the Samaritans and then they received the Holy Spirit. One of the symbols of Holy Spirit in the Bible, we see that it is a fire, isn't it? In the first passage, Luke chapter 9, we see that Disciple John wanted to bring down fire from above to destroy its Samaritans because his heart was full of hatred and revenge. But in uh, Acts chapter 8, we see that John brought a different kind of fire from above to save the Samaritans. Because John's heart has changed. He now had mercy and love for the Samaritan people. I believe the only way for us now to destroy the hatred between Muslim and Christian is through having an attitude of Christ. Once we started to show love and mercy towards every people around us, and neighbors, we will see that Jesus break down the walls between us. I like this saying. Once Abraham Lincoln said, I destroy my enemies when I make them my friends. And also I like this one too. Martin Luther King Jr. said, Love is the only force capable of transforming an enemy into a friend. I want to give you an example from my life how Jesus broke a cultural wall in my mind. I was a communist before I came to Christ. And I hated nationalist people in Turkey. And I didn't want to have anything to do with them. There was a man who became a Christian in our church too. He was extremely nationalist before he came to Christ. And now he is a pastor in Turkey. This man was an extreme nationalist before coming to Christ. He hated communists and also he hated Kurdish people. And there was another man in our church who was strong capitalist. 
When the former nationalist was getting married, he called me to ask me to perform uh, the ceremony, his wedding. Ironically, he was going to get married with Kurdish woman. Before the wedding, the three of us, the former communist, me, and the groom, the former nationalist, and the third man, the capitalist, we were walking in the street and calling each other a brother. When we were praying under the cross together, I realized something and I shared with my friends. And I said to them, look at us. I was a communist. And you were a nationalist. And you were a capitalist. But here we are together now. There is something, this is something only Jesus could have done. Jesus broke the cultural barrier in our minds. In fact, this former nationalist is my best friend now. I would have never imagined before Christ that my best friend in this world would be the nationalist. And there is another example that I wanted to give you. Three years ago, I was uh, in California and they invited me for one uh, youth event to, as a speaker. And after my speech, I was, uh, I was in the place where uh, I was talking with my friends. And there is one Armenian guy approached me. And he told me, Pastor Ramazan, all my life, my family taught me how to hate Turks. All my life, I hated Turks. And my family told me many stories what the Turks did to Armenians. Even that I didn't experience all those things, my heart was full of hatred towards your uh, people. And he said, I gave my life to Jesus a year ago. The first thing that Jesus showed me that I need to change my heart towards Turks. And I start praying. And I felt that Jesus changed my heart. And now, can I give you a hug? And he came and he gave me a big hug. And after that, he put his hand on me and he prayed for me. And I prayed for him. You see, my friend, this is only Jesus can do. Not only in my life, not only in that Armenian guy's life, not only in the disciples' life, but also still many people's life is changed through the Jesus Christ. For example, my friend Hairi, you all know him because this church supported him. Before he came to Christ, he was a very strong nationalist. He hated Kurdish people. Even he went to war with Kurdish people in east parts of Turkey during his military service. During his military service, he killed uh, Kurdish people. And he did many fights in east parts of Turkey. And after the military service, he came to Antalya. During the time of his work, he met with one of our uh, members in the church. 
And then he received the Jesus uh, message. And after he received the message of gospel, the gospel changed his life. And now he's a pastor in Alanya, and he is ministering the Turks and the Kurds and the other people in his church. Because his heart was changed through the Jesus Christ. What can you do to start breaking those barriers now? My advice to you, next slide please, that start with communication and others can see who you are in Christ. How do you treat people in your life? Do you treat them like the disciples did or do you treat them as Jesus would? Do you feel uncomfortable with them? Do you look at them as they were nothing to you? My brother and sister, my question today is for you. Who is the Samaritan in your life? Who is the Samaritan in your life? Maybe it's not Muslims. Maybe it's a different group of people. Maybe Mexicans, Arabs, black or white, Democrats or Republicans, homeless people or your neighbor. Or someone at the church that you are not comfortable with. When you look at your life and if you see that there are Samaritan in it, you need to do something about the wall. Because Jesus wants to break this wall in your life. Because he wants you to reflect his character to those people. He doesn't want you to reject or ignore them because the Lord himself loves them and values them. Think about who it might be in your life. And what kind of fire do you want to bring down on your Samaritan? Do you want to destroy them? Or do you want to do something that it might help change their hearts and lives forever. My friend, we need to leave room for the wrath of God. But we need to leave even more room for the grace of God. That's what James and John learned from Jesus. They were stopped from destroying Samaritans so they could later welcome them as a brother and sisters in Christ. That's what we need to do. If there is any Samaritan in our life, what we need to do is we need to start communication with them. And we need to pray for them. And we need to show love and respect to them. If you try to do the opposite, take revenge. Or not to do anything with them. The problem will get even bigger and bigger. And the wall between you and them to get bigger and bigger. 
and you will never solve the problem. That's the Jesus way to solve the problem. Jesus is a wall breaker. Jesus can change the heart. Look, when Jesus had conversation with Samaritan woman, after this conversation, what happened? Her life changed. And after her life changed, he went to village and he told all the people in his, her village about Jesus and his message. And through his, her testimony, also the other people's life changed too. And that's how the lives can change. And the Jesus destroyed it, hatred between Samaritans and Jews. The same thing is happening in Turkey today for us. My friend, there is a lot of people that they have misinformation about Christianity in Turkey. They, they don't know us. But once they come to our church building, or once they met with some Christians, and after this uh, friendship, their view of us is changed. And also through our message, through our uh, evangelistic activities, other people also come to Christ. And through the Jesus Christ message, and also a lot of Turks' life is changed too, like me and like Hairi and like other people in my church. And let's think about it. And let's do something about it, about our Samaritans in our life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you accept us. You didn't reject or ignore us. You came to find us. You didn't do any discrimination between the people. You didn't look at their culture, their color, and their life, but you accepted and you started conversation with many people and you touched their life and changed them. You changed your disciples' life and we see that John's heart was changed. Lord, please help us to change our heart too. Help us to look at our hearts and if there is any Samaritan in it, Please break down the walls in our hearts towards our Samaritans too. We believe you, Jesus, and we love you. And we want to reflect your character to all the nations, all the people around us, like the Samaritan woman. And we want to be good witness for you that the glory come into your name. Thank you, Jesus for everything that you did in our life. In Jesus' name, I bless this church and I bless every people in this church and I'm thankful for them and for their support.
In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.